Make the choice to begin anywhere in your life, and the journey has started. We exist more than just to educate. We exist to also revitalize. And along the way, you can inspire others and be inspired. But now there's a new generation of scholars, and I am among them. If you really want to know who you are and what you are capable of, Howard is the choice for you. Take a moment. Listen to the stories by joining the president of Howard University, Dr. Wayne A.I. Frederick, and his guest on The Journey. Since the coronavirus pandemic compelled Howard University to transition to online learning in March of 2020, we have been working diligently to prepare for our students' eventual return to campus. While COVID-19 continues to spread across the country, the time has finally arrived where we can bring more of our students back to Howard while ensuring their health and safety. Hello, my name is Dr. Wayne Frederick, and my guests today on the journey are Dr. Cynthia Evers, Howard University's Vice President of Student Affairs, and that's the first time I get to say that publicly, and Dr. Roger Mitchell, Chair of Pathology at Howard University College of Medicine, two of the administrators working behind the scenes to ensure a safe environment for the students return to campus this fall. Dr. Evers and Dr. Mitchell, welcome to the journey. Thank you. So first let me start with, um, let's take a moment of silence just to honor those that we have lost um, over the course of the pandemic and also um, over last summer. While obviously we lost um, George Floyd to a murder, there were several other people hurt in protests and other people that were murdered that um, probably did not garner as much national attention, but we do owe them our respect and dignity. So we'll take a quick moment of silence. So thank you again for joining us. Um, there are a few things that I want to talk about and we're going to jump um, right in. There's a lot of concern about what we're doing, et cetera, with respect to health and safety. <coughs> I spent um, some time recently uh, with the early learning program on campus, the parents, the staff talking about getting vaccinated and so on. And as I've made my promise publicly, I'm going to make it again today, reaffirm it. Um, anyone, um, that want, anyone who wants to have a conversation about being vaccinated or they want me to speak to a family member or a friend anywhere in the country or the world, I'm happy to do that. First, let's start with the move-in process. Um, you and your team did something very different this year. I have to admit by my urging, so I appreciate you um, taking, taking on my crazy uh, suggestions. You lengthened the process, and to be quite honest, it probably was timely with COVID, so congestion was less, but it seemed to be a smoother process. What's your evaluation of uh, the movement process this year? First of all, it was safe. Um, also, it was structured, and also we wanted to make sure that it was fun. So um, as it relates to safety, we made sure that all the students and the volunteers who entered the buildings during the move-in process, that they wear masks or face coverings, sanitize their hands as they enter and re-enter the building and have temperature checks as well. Um, so, and you know, just to make sure that they could freely move in and outside the building, we had bands on their wrists as well. But the whole purpose was to just make sure that it was a structured um, process to what you just described, to eliminate crowd, crowds and practice social distancing. And the fun part was, um, you know, we had a robust group of volunteers that were fun and um, just in a, um, a mode of just wanting to help and making sure that we had snacks, they were individually wrapped, t-shirts and other small gifts and so forth. So it was a festive 
find time for all. So, Dr. Mitchell, uh, you, you're kind of a son of a soil, as they say, yes. uh, a Howard man through and through. Let, let me ask you, um, as it comes to the issue of being vaccinated, why is it important for us to have a mandate around vaccination? Well, first, um, President, thanks for having me here on, on the journey. This is exciting. And um, as far as vaccination, you know, it's really about protecting yourself. And, and then as well as being a good steward of the people around you. And so by, we know by being vaccinated, you have a lesser risk of severe disease. You have a, a lesser risk, risk of being hospitalized and, uh, and, and meeting an unfortunate death if you're vaccinated. But then also that virus doesn't have to, the ability to take hold and doesn't have the ability to replicate or create other mutants that would put itself or variant that will put other people at risk. And so it's important as a community, um, whether it's Howard University, the larger DC community, or the larger diaspora, that we get ourselves vaccinated so that we can protect not only ourselves, but each other. And I, I wanna dig into that further because I think this is a concept that sometimes I think is difficult to communicate to lay people. And that is the concept that if you have a thousand hosts versus 10, the likelihood that that virus is going to stay virulent and to the point that you just made become stronger is, is lessened. And so this is about decreasing yourself as a host, decreasing the chance that you'd be a host and obviously be able to transmit, but also protecting others around you. That's shared accountability. Right now in the country, about 90%, I believe, of new infections are related to the Delta variant, which means that we have a very virulent form of COVID <clears throat> unvaccinated people are far more likely uh, to be sick. And to the point that you made, getting hospitalized and dying, again, the vast majority are the unvaccinated. With that in mind, what do you see for our campus as necessary measures that must be taken? I think at the end of the day, uh, Dr. Frederick, bison safe, right? We want to be bison safe. And what does that mean? That means that um, we want to be vaccinated, 100% vaccination um, to come on campus. We know that there's some minor exceptions to that rule. So you want to be vaccinated, protecting yourself, protecting the people around you. You want to use your masks liberally. We know that anybody that's in a, a closed space in a building needs to be wearing their masks. And then if you're in groups, even outside, right, if you feel people around, put your mask on. The mask is not a, um, a detriment. The mask is a tool to protect yourself. So we don't wanna be f afraid of our masks. We wanna use our masks liberally. And then um, testing. You know, some universities are, and some organizations are not testing. Well, here at Howard, we know that we wanna continue to test. And so um, we'll be beginning our student, faculty, and staff testing on a regular basis, um, just to make sure that we get an idea of the prevalence of this virus in our community. Um, so, uh, and then Bison Safe app, right? If I'm to um, remind people to go on the Bison Safe app daily to attest to your symptoms, to attest to your exposures, so that you can have a green barcode uh, pass so that as you're walking through campus, you know that everyone knows around you that you haven't been exposed and that we're doing what we're supposed to do. Having said that, Dr. Evers, uh, I don't like to describe last year as a lost year. We all lived it. 
um, lessons were learned, mm -hmm. so there was nothing lost about it. How are students at this age taking in that concept as you see them coming on campus? Well, first of all, um, they want to be safe. So they, they are concerned about that. Sometimes they get, um, you know, a little forgetful to do certain things, um, but their peers are the ones that are just really on them to make sure that they are doing what they're supposed to do, do as it relates to safety. Um, and they miss, they talk to us about how they miss the time that they can do a lot of close proximity, face-to-face -face activities and so forth. But right now they understand and, and they, you know, follow the rules and regulations. Um, and unfortunately, we, you know, if the rules and regulations are not enforced, then we have to, you know, bring in the student code of conduct just to make sure that everyone is accountable. Dr. Mitchell, you have a long history with Howard, you and your family. Um, why now in terms of joining uh, the team and what do you see for the future, not just of the Department of Pathology, but in general, the centers that you're going to be involved with and other activities that we, we're engaging you um, around. And so given your undergrad experience at Howard to now, um, what's your motivation at this point? Well, I, I tell you, um, I don't think there's any better institution in the country from its undergraduate uh, to all of its graduate programs. Um, we know uh, the medical school has uh, been listed as the number one diverse medical school for U.S. News and World Report. Now, we don't rely on those statistics, um, but we like to quote them when they're, when they're good, right? <laughs> um, and so being a part of this institution right now, uh, when a whole new health sciences um, uh, push is occurring, uh, being, being here now when there's a health disparity center, um, inter international health disparity center, um, uh, multiple centers um, surrounding healthcare delivery, uh, here at Howard University, the Mecca, um, to be, have an opportunity to be a part of it, small part, big part, however I can serve this organization, uh, I want to serve the organization. And so um, I tell the story, my brag is that my grandfather graduated Howard College of Medicine in 1932, and my grandmother uh, got a certificate in nursing in 1937. And so um, to be here, um, to be able to walk this campus again, but now um, as faculty and professor um, is a true joy, and I'll, I'll serve the best I can. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, the young people are always going to be our concern in uh, convincing them about where we're going and where we want to take them um, is always going to be part of that challenge. And I still say to students today that 20% of the education they get, they'll get in the classroom, 80% mm -hmm. outside of it. So the programming in the residence halls throughout the year um, is absolutely critical for how they, they gather that information. So with that in mind, uh, what are some of the things that you want the rest of the community to support uh, to ensure that that 80% of their growth and learning that we all have to pour into that you want us to be paying attention to? Sure, definitely just um, making sure that we collaborate, academic affairs, um, student affairs, it's just a seamless priority when the, the two come together like we do already. And um, we want to make sure that we are providing mental health um, awareness and also just uh, mental health strategies for our students. We want to make sure that we are 
um, taking advantage and uh, students understanding the comprehensive resources that we have at the, on the campus. Um, we have student services for students, um, and we have um, just a, a number of uh, areas in which we provide resources for our students. Some of the programming vary according to what the students' needs are. Typically, we take surveys, and then, of course, there are some things that we know that they need to have in order to be successful. So any uh, type of resources, activity, engagement, student engagement is just the number one way for students to learn. We, we know that ac academics are important, I mean that's the reason that they're here, but we also understand that we um, create these leadership opportunities, these internship opportunities. Um, Howard University has developed relationships with so many people in the area in Washington, D.C., and our students just benefit from that because they are able to do the internships and practicums, et cetera. So those are some of the things that we would love to have support or continued support. And Dr. Mitchell, I've decided that um, Howard must lead in this moment. Uh, I think the crises that the country are facing um, have been under currents for decades. And I think that this is the most pregnant moment in our history uh, for Howard University to step up and lead. In your opinion, why must Howard lead at this present time? Well, I think that we have an opportunity for collaborative uh, research. We have the ability to garner the intellectual um, scope of, of everything from the historical significance of this time to the practical delivery of services um, to the establishment of policy. We have the ability to lead because we're the, we're the leaders of, 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 of America here at Howard University. And there's no corner of this globe where there's not a Howard alumni leading. Um, and so our job is to create more of those leaders um, to fill the roles uh, that, that are required in this country. And so um, we're, we're, we're the, uh, um, the, the individuals that are going to be best suited um, as complete um, learners and professionals to be able to lead in this space to come. And so we, that's our job, is to prepare the future. Well, it's great having both of you. Uh, thank you for joining. My guests today have been Dr. Cynthia Evers. She's Howard University's um, newly minted Vice President for Student Affairs. And Dr. Roger Mitchell, the Chair of the Department of Pathology and a Howard alumnus. Um, I have to say that starting a new school year is always exciting, but in this particular year, doing that safely and doing it with individuals like you leading the charge around uh, keeping the campus safe uh, certainly warms my heart. So thanks again for all that you do. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I'm Dr. Wayne Frederick. Please join me next time on The Jade.